A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Complete Farm Show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. little cooler out there this morning than what we've become accustomed to, and it looks like that kind of temperature range is going to stick around. Welcome to a Friday. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. So for today, about a 50-50 chance of rain showers wherever you are. 57 is our expected high. Looks like it's going to stay cloudy most of the day. Same situation tomorrow. 93% chance of rain on Saturday. 53 are expected high. And that continued moisture into Sunday. 53 are expected high. Now, by the time we get to Monday, a little bit more sun in the forecast and we start to dry back out. We'll see what Stu Muckrag, meteorologist, has to say about that. We're on mutual assurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. When you see water in your basement, it usually spells trouble. Some other insurance companies might leave you high and dry and not in the way you want. That's why Rural Mutual offers a limited water endorsement on their homeowner's policy to help cover flood, sewer backup, and sump pump coverage. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Boost agriculture production in 2021 by optimizing operations with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the resources to identify energy efficiency upgrades and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. It's getting to be a busy time of the year. The USDA is starting their weekly crop progress reports. Not a lot to report yet, but it won't be long when the numbers will get larger as far as planting progress around the country and around the state. Bob Bosold here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And, and Josh, I know uh, some oats are going in. Spring tillage is getting done. They're getting some of the crops in the ground, aren't they? They certainly are. It's a sure sign of spring. Like you said, I saw that first crop progress report, and I've also just noticed the weather getting so much nicer, and it's exciting to uh, be able to shake off that dust and get out into the field. Josh Scramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and throughout the planting season and growing season, for that matter, we are going to be bringing you updates on the crops and the commodities that call Wisconsin home. First, we're going to catch up with Tamis Houlihan. He is the executive director of the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers Association. And not only do we talk about planting, but we also talk about just how the past year has been for potato and veggie growers and the industry in total. Because if you remember last November, we were talking about how great things were going for the potato and veggie industry. And I was curious, with planting season right around the corner, was that still the same? story. Overall, um, total potato sales have been at a five-year high. Um, Despite COVID, um, potatoes and vegetables did extremely well in 2020, um, with with a few exceptions, I'd say. 
So grocery store sales were tremendous. Um, as soon as COVID hit, people started stocking up like it was the apocalypse, and we saw a tremendous growth in potato sales at the grocery store as well as canned vegetables, which had been declining for 20 years straight. And so we thought that was a good thing. Um, the downside was the food service sector of our industry. With all the closures of schools, restaurants, hotels, we really saw a decline in that sector of the business. And that really hit the potato industry out west a lot harder than it hit Wisconsin because out west, Idaho, Washington, Oregon, those states rely uh, 80 to 90% on food service uh, restaurant type sales. Now, the one thing that, that was good was curbside and drive through and fast food uh, restaurant sales. French fries were still extremely popular. And so even though there was an overall decline in the food service sector, we did see very robust sales at fast food restaurants. And, and so that sector of the industry is coming back, and we expect it to do very well in 2021. But overall, the potato and vegetable industry came through COVID doing okay. All right, now that we've talked about what has happened, let's talk about what could happen. What exactly is the hope and the expectation for the industry going forward as more people get vaccinated and we kind of get back on a better path where people are doing more things? Well, we were in the midst of a really good increase um, as 2019 turned into 2020. We saw tremendous growth in French fry sales and potato chip sales. So everything was really trending upwards. And then COVID hit, and we saw that huge decline in, in the closure of restaurants and so forth. But that's starting to come back. And we expect that business to continue to grow as we move through 2021, and it'll probably be 2022 before we're back to the levels that we were at the end of 2019. And so in Wisconsin, we do have a pretty significant food service sector. It's about 20% of our business, and most people are familiar with McCain Foods and Plover, they process um, potatoes into French fries and tater tots and hash browns. Now, the thing with McCain in Plover is they have a significant amount of their business that goes to grocery stores. And those sales did not take the big hit that restaurants, hotels, and schools did in terms of sales. Um, people were still buying frozen hash browns and tater tots and French fries from the grocery store. In fact, those sales increased. And so in Wisconsin, we did see a little bit of a decline in terms of the volume that McCain contracted with our growers last year, but we are seeing that go back to the 2019 levels this year, and so that business is increasing, and we do expect it to continue to grow as we move into 2022 and beyond. There are expansions planned, um, certainly out west in Washington. They were just about to build a new factory um, when COVID hit, and so that was put on hold. But we do expect that to resume. In fact, they're already talking about continuing with that expansion out west. And I think we'll see increased um, processed potatoes sold in Wisconsin as well. 
Tamis Houlihan, the executive director of the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers Association, is along with us right now. So, Tamis, I think everybody might have packed on a few pounds during the pandemic that they'd uh, like to get rid of. But at the, at the same time, more people are health conscious than ever before. If people are concerned about what they're eating, that has to bode really well for the vegetable industry. Yes. Uh, we were thrilled with people buying more canned vegetables because I had mentioned that trend was really on the decline. The big part of that is that not as many people cook their own food at home anymore. And so when COVID hit, people were forced to cook their own food. And fortunately, they incorporated peas, beans, sweet corn, carrots, and, and veggies that maybe they hadn't been cooking at home. And so we're hoping that because they were kind of forced to do it, that now they will realize, hey, these are very inexpensive. They're very good for you. They're easy to prepare. And we hope they continue to buy the canned and frozen veggies that, that we saw great increases on in the grocery store. And at the beginning of this piece, Bob and I were talking about growing season and we're finally getting planting reports from the USDA. So it's still pretty early, but what are our Wisconsin potato and veggie growers up to right now? They're getting ready. We are starting to see the equipment get out and, and we're starting to see some of the ground broken in southern Wisconsin. Um, for the potatoes in Wisconsin, it's primarily a central Wisconsin crop. And so it's probably a week or two uh, early before anyone's going to put some spuds in the ground. But they have to get that equipment out. They have to get their seed prepared. And so we are starting to see all kinds of activity on the farms in preparation for planting. We'll probably see the, the planting in earnest begin around the 10th or the 15th of April. And it'll continue right on through the month of May. Uh, as we get into the northern part of the state, a lot of the potatoes are planted in May, and we'll try to wrap up by Memorial Weekend is when most of the farmers try to be done with their potato planting. Okay, so before we went on the air, Tamis, you told me that you had an announcement that you wanted to make that you thought people would be really excited about. So I'll give you the floor, and what is the news that you'd like to share? We are in the, the quiet fundraising phase of a huge project that's going on. It's called Farming for the Future. There's a Farming for the Future Foundation, and we have decided to move forward with a discovery center. It will be built right in Plover, and it's really trying to connect people to their food. And it will be almost like a museum for the potato and vegetable industry. There will be um, a children's gallery and garden. There will be demonstration fields. There will be a kitchen lab. There will be a greenhouse. And it's really going to be family-friendly. Um, and it's going to be an incredible facility right near Lake Pakua in Plover. It'll be right along the I-39 corridor, just west of I-39 at the, at the Highway B exit. And as I said, we're in the beginning stages of fundraising, but we've got a lot of enthusiasm for this project. Uh, the Warzella family donated 24 acres of land, which is really a, a, a prime location for this discovery center. And I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to be just an incredible place for school groups and families to get to know agriculture and learn where their food comes from, and they'll learn how important agriculture is to the Wisconsin economy. 
and I really think it's an exciting project that um, people will really enjoy when it, when it comes to fruition. Well, that, that is super exciting news, and that would be such a boost for the potato and veggie industries and just connecting with consumers here in Wisconsin. What exactly would a timeline on something like that be? We do have a timeline. We are hoping that with the fundraising, um, it's about a $30 million project. We've already raised about $8 million, but we really want to get a little bit further along before we break ground. And so we are planning to break ground in the spring of next year, 2022. And we plan to have this facility built and opened in the spring of 2023. So it's a couple years out yet, but it does take a tremendous amount of planning and fundraising to, to bring a project like this to fruition. And I have every confidence that it's going to happen. We have a great uh, local family, the Pavelski family, behind it. And, and they've kind of uh, brought the idea forward and assembled a great board of directors and fundraising chairs, and so it's going to happen, and it's going to be a wonderful facility that people will enjoy for many years to come. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That is Tamas Houlihan. He is the executive director of the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers Association. It's still a little early for potato planting, but growers are going to be rolling here real soon. Lots of exciting things as we get deeper and deeper into 2021. Uh, They're hoping that demand is going to continue. And then that Discovery Center will keep you updated on the progress of that project as we find out more. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. What weather is in store for the Midwest today? Stay tuned as ag meteorologist Stu Muck gives you the latest forecast in just moments, right here on the Midwest Farm Report. You no longer have to hide your hands. Your hands have been taking care of everyone else. Isn't it time that you take care of your hands? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Did you know there are several aesthetic treatments that help your hands look brighter, healthier, and more youthful? Treatments such as broadband light and chemical or laser peels help with tone, texture, and getting rid of those stubborn age spots. Skin-type procedures can smooth out wrinkles and fine lines, as well as add new collagen. Dermal filler, like Restylane Lift, is used to improve the volume in the back of the hands. The results are noticed immediately, giving you a fuller, more hydrated appearance. Most treatments can last over a year and are more affordable than you might think. Now you can show off your hands with confidence. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. If your walls could talk, what would they say? I have sent children into fits of rage. I am responsible for a child's speech impediment. I am the reason a child can't read. Just because you can't see lead paint doesn't mean it's not on walls, doors, windows, and sills. Today, lead paint poisoning affects over 1 million children. If your home was built before 1978, log on to leadfreekids.org or call 800-424-LEAD. Brought to you by the Coalition to End Childhood Lead Poisoning, EPA, HUD, and the Ad Council. Farm goddess, agricultural princess, queen of all that moves. Nah, let's stick with farm babe. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I'm going to drill this number into your brain. It's 877-301-3276. That's the Midwest Farm Report talk text line, meaning you can call it or you can text it. It goes to me, 877 877- 
farm. I'd love to get your rainfall reports this morning. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us for a Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. It didn't seem like a lot of rain, at least in my backyard, Stu. Did somebody pick up some measurable amounts in the past 24 hours? Yeah, not that big of an event. I mean, four-tenths officially at Madison, 49 hundredths at La Crosse. Uh, just about a quarter over here at uh, Fond du Lac, my buddy John with a tenth of an inch. You know, we aren't swimming in it, but we're not done either yet. And unfortunately, I expect there's still some rain around. You know, you're hoping for things to start drying out now. That's why it's unfortunate. Some rain in the forecast yet today could become heavier, especially in about the southeast third of the state tomorrow, where a new quarter or half inch could build in. I'll have forecast details right after this. Steffes Group has been selling everything from the latest combines, tractors, and tillable farm acreage to hay and livestock, the Steffes Way, since 1960. The Steffes Way is about doing business and working with people the right way. It's about trust, commitments, responsibility. If you're looking for farm or construction equipment, go to steffesgroup.com and check out the huge NREC Solutions equipment auction in Chippewa Falls. This is an online auction featuring 12 John Deere tractors, six cat skid loaders, 30 pickups and service trucks, a full line of pipeline restoration equipment, and more. For a complete list of equipment and photos for the NREC Solutions online equipment auction in Chippewa Falls, closing Wednesday, April 14th, go to steffesgroup.com right now. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Steffes Group, selling land and the equipment to farm it since 1960. Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Text those rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. Today's energy saving solution is brought to you by Focus on Energy, a statewide program creating energy savings for Wisconsin residents. Focus on Energy provides a free energy saving kit with products to help you use energy smarter in your farmhouse, including LED light bulbs, weather stripping, and more. You must live on a farm property to be eligible. Visit focusonenergy.com slash farmhouse kits to order your free kit today. Focusonenergy.com slash farmhouse kits. Those farmhouse kits are really cool. All right, Stu, let's have the details on what we should dress for today through the weekend, it looks like. Well, a little damp, I think, is the problem. Our Compure Financial Ag weather update is for cloudy skies and scattered showers. That upper low heading toward the Twin Cities this morning will pull further north and east, keeping some rain around a tenth of an inch or so today in the mid and upper 50s with the south winds at 5 to 10. Still some shower chance this evening, ending mostly cloudy overnight. Mid-40s, southwest winds become northwest in the night, about 5 to 10, but then cloudy on Saturday. And I'd expect some showers, especially in the east and south, and maybe a little sprinkly stuff in the west, low to mid-50s, north winds at 5 to 15, mostly cloudy, scattered showers Sunday, upper 50s, northwest winds at 5 to 15. Even next week, Pam, it could dry out nicely for Monday, 
but those temps still just at normal or a little bit above. That's about all we're going to do even into next week. So next week, let's take a look at the drought monitor because I heard despite the fact that we've got rain in Wisconsin, there's a lot of areas that are now getting really severe as far as the drought. How about we talk about that next week? Yeah, our neighbors to the west are looking tough. Okay, we'll catch up with you then. Have a good weekend, buddy. Yep, see ya. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Compure Financial, your financial partner, committed to agriculture and rural America. Find more details at compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You already know that worms approve our shredded topsoil. But did you know that seeds also love our special blend of garden mix? It's packed with nutrients that plants need to grow to their full potential. Visit KalaniTopsoil.com for delivery. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome processing plant. Then watch that garden grow with tons of fresh vegetables or beautiful plants and flowers. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. The River Food Pantry, Dane County's busiest food pantry, celebrates 15 years of caring, compassion, and community. The River's Birthday Bash is Saturday, May 15th, with music, raffles, food, drinks, and goodie bags all served curbside. You'll take home a beautiful meal, enjoy music, a wine pull, and raffle, all from the safety of your car, and all while supporting Dane County families facing food insecurity. Go to riverfoodpantry.org for tickets. Celebrating 15 years of caring, compassion, and community. Riverfoodpantry.org. I use Prairie Exteriors for roofing, metal siding, shingles, windows, doors, interior work. Very affordable. They get the job done. Their workmanship excels most of the work I've ever seen. Improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated exterior companies, Prairie Exteriors. Prairie Exteriors, now that's impressive. Good people. PrairieExteriors.com Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection is here 24 hours a day, 7 days a week for all your residential and commercial plumbing services. From installation, repairs, and maintenance to complete sewer and drain cleaning, we've got you covered. Visit MononaPFP.com. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. Take a chill pill. Hi, my name is Tim O'Brien, owner of The Healthy Place. Do you battle stress, anxiety, or depression? You need to know about our top-selling product, Chill Pill. Chill Pill is a natural supplement with a simple herbal blend that works. Infused with magnolia bark to reduce cortisol for stress relief, L-theanine to calm the mind from anxious thoughts, and the amino acid 5-HTP to balance your serotonin levels and uplift the mood. Has anyone ever told you that you need to take a chill pill? Well, now you can for less than a dollar a day. After everything that we have all gone through this last year, we all need a chill pill. Talk to our wellness consultants today to see if chill pill is right for you. Come on over to any of our four locations for in-store shopping or curbside pickup. Or stay home and take advantage of our same-day delivery in Dane County. Free shipping, live chat feature on our website, and phone consultations. Stop in or check us out online at findyourhealthyplace.com. The Healthy Place. Neon, day globe, flashing lights, special effects. Today's world puts our sense of sight on overload. 
Luckily, there are places we can go to refocus our senses. Our national wildlife refuges. It's a wonder how much you'll see once all the distractions fade away. You may see a lone eagle soaring past massive snow-capped mountains. Or a great horned owl perched stoically on a branch nearby. You may see the furry face of a baby sea otter curiously poking its head out of the dark blue sea. Or ancient rocks shaped by centuries of wind. When you see these things, you're seeing the world the way we found it. With over 500 refuges across America, you don't have to go far to make a special connection with nature. Learn more at fws.gov refuges. That's fws.gov refuges. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. I call it a soap opera. It's the, as the wheel of cheese turns up there in Titletown, right? As now uh, Mark Murphy coming out, I think this is when you're on vacation, uh, when asked about Rodgers and the contract extension, he's like, oh, we're, not talking about, we're not talking about players. And then he immediately goes and talks about like David Bakhtiari and Kenny Clark and you know Kevin King and et cetera, et cetera. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Rob, the more this goes on, and I know this is going to be a tiresome topic, and Rodgers, what, last Friday was on, I think, with Kenny Maine, and he said that he still is in the same spot, hasn't heard anything, it's not his people, it's the Packers' people. The more this goes on, the more I feel like the Packers are moving on from Rodgers after this year. Am I wrong in thinking that? Well, again, and, and if you remember, Evo, I, I wrote this already probably three, four weeks ago yeah. when, when they were restructuring all these contracts and, and the national media hadn't quite picked up on it at that point in time, uh, you know, the all-day talkers and, and guys like that. But when they, when they went ahead and, you know, did, did the two Smiths and Bakhtiari and, and Amos, and even, you know, even they picked up a few bucks from Devin Funches and, and players like that, you know, I, I started calling around the league, Evo, and, and, and I, you know, guys I really trust, and, and everybody said the same thing. What, what in the hell are they doing? Why are they doing all these contracts other than 12s? Because they needed to pick up, you know, give or take $24 million to get under the cap, evil, and Rogers could have given them anywhere from 15 to 17. So let's call it two-thirds of that money. Well, they went in every direction possible other than the quarterback to get that done, which was just shocking to so many people around the league. And But, but here's the bottom line, evil, and, and, and I think we've talked about this, and what the Packers have done now is is they have left themselves all the power and control. They are completely in control of this relationship. Um, if Jordan Love comes out and impresses them this summer, and 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 is a really you know improved player in training camp and and has a few solid preseason games, and and 
maybe even let's say Rodgers goes down for a month and they go two and two under Love, um, and Rodgers maybe takes a step back slightly from his MVP season um, of 2020. Green Bay can easily now get out from what's left of this contract and turn this thing over to Love by 2022. And and I would say at this point in time, Evo, that if, if I had to bet a dollar, that, that that's kind of where this is all trending, that they're going to get away from Rodgers by the 2022 season. Now, the fans don't want to hear that. The fans throw their arms up and they say, why? My God, the guy just won MVP, and, and, and it's understandable. But here's the number one reason why. Two reasons, really. You, you don't draft quarterbacks in the first round to sit them very long in today's NFL. They play and they play quickly. And and the reason they play quickly, Evo, is is because they, they especially a guy like Love who was taken in the mid-20s, are not going to break your salary cap big. He's mm-hmm. going to make $4 million a year for the better you know, part of the rest of this contract that he's currently playing under. Aaron Rodgers this year is going to make $37.5 billion. It's the highest cap number. At least not this cap number. It's the highest cap number in the NFL, Evil. And, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, you know, for comparison's sake, is going to make about $7 million. His cap number is about seven, even though he signed that, you know, $500 million contract. Well, people say, why can the Chiefs sign all these guys, right? Why, why can Tampa Bay keep putting together this all-star team? It's because guys like Mahomes and Brady count you know, a, a percentage of the cap what Aaron Rodgers does. Aaron Rodgers' cap number is the highest in the NFL. And the Packers just don't want to go down that road anymore. At least that's, that, that, that's the very safe way to read this thing, Evo, is, is they want to try a different path to win a Super Bowl. And it's not to have the highest-paid player and not to have the highest-paid quarterback in the league. It's to have a good um, to above-average quarterback on a rookie deal where you can surround him with outstanding personnel. All these people that want the Packers to go dive deep into free agency, um, now they'll be able to do it if they make this move eventually from Rodgers to Love, and they go out and sign two, three, four free agents an offseason and make the fan base happy from that perspective. Is it a risky move when they go ahead and do it, Evo? Obviously, it's an enormous risk. It was a huge risk when they moved on from Favre, and the state went absolutely bongo, didn't they? And and it's paid off in space. Robbie, they, some still haven't recovered from it. My mother hasn't, Evo. Like, <laughs> she, she, she still runs around in her farm jersey and swears she'll never cheer for the Packers again. And, and, there will be, and there will be people like that with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I know uh, a few. That, 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 that will wear the 12 jersey until the day they die and say, Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I really want you to write down the toll-free talk text line so that you can talk to me. You can text me anytime, whatever comes up. Of course, I'd love rainfall reports this morning, but you can talk or text me anytime. Here's the number. Keep it nearby. 877 301 3276. That's 877 301 Farm. I really want you to start turning that into a tool to use to keep me up to date. Do you have a June dairy breakfast that's coming up? Is your county fair ready to go? Uh, Do you have another festival or event that's going to be going on? Something we can help you promote. And of course, like I said, Tell me how things are going as far as field work. Have you gotten something planted? How's the garden coming along? Feel free to use that line as your communication directly with me. Again, the Midwest Farm Report talk text line, 
877-301-3276. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. So today is the ninth day of April. On this day in 2005, Prince Charles married Camilla Parker Bowles. Of course, uh, it was quite the scandal. That was his second marriage. He'd been married to Diana, Princess of Wales, and he actually became the first member of the British royal family to have a civil wedding. Quite the scandal at the time, back in 2005, when Prince Charles married Camilla Parker Bowles. And happy birthday to Cynthia Nixon. She played Miranda on Sex in the City. She's 55 years old today. And now you know. We're doing our best to try to piece together all of the events that are going to be back online for the summer of 2021. Josh Scramlin's been working diligently trying to reach out to June Dairy coordinators to see what's happening out there. County Fairs still trying to figure out exactly how that's all going to unfold. And then there's Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. This week they announced that they are moving forward with the 2021 show after being canceled in 2020. Eau Claire County stands ready to host. July 20th through the 22nd, that's going to be at Hunsinger Farms, the largest grower and processor of horseradish in the United States and the world. And they're also incorporating Nellis Dairy, which is just down the road. But believe you me, trying to keep your group of volunteers together for this long a period of time is no easy feat. Just talk to Mike Gintner. He is the chair of the Eau Claire County Farm Technology Days group, but he says they stayed together and they're ready to go. Yes, uh, Eric and uh, everybody at Huntingers and Silver Springs Food has been phenomenal to work with. They want this show to, to go on and, and be successful and, and showcase everything we have here in the Eau Claire County and, and even into the Chippewa Valley. They've been willing to do whatever it takes to to try to have this show like you said that that field you know was supposed to go into a horse riders rotation here in 21 and it stayed into into alfalfa for one more year but but they're they're all right with that and, and they're excited they have been excited since it's been announced that they would be the host and we do have a theme for this year's show what is it the future of farming is here and you know, and with that, we're showcasing a lot of uh, you know innovative products you know throughout Eau Claire and Chippewa, you know the Chippewa area between you know uh, Superior Fresh, Ferguson Apple Orchard, uh, everything that Huntsinger's is doing, um, Chippewa Bean. We've got a lot of food growing here for for food, and we want to showcase that and showcase all the new technologies that are that are being utilized here. And again, Mike Gittner is with us, who is the chairman of the executive committee for Farm Progress Days 2021 in Eau Claire County. Well, what kind of progress are we making out on the grounds? We're into spring already, and, you know, July gets here in a hurry. What's being done out on the uh, actual grounds as far as getting things laid out? Do you got to have some things built to unload trucks? How far along are we, Mike? We are working through as far as our, our map for how the 10th city goes. That's that's pretty close to being finalized, and with that, we actually have uh, yesterday, or April 5th there, we had moved our, basically our grounds headquarter trailer is sitting out there, so if you're driving down south on 37 towards, from Eau Claire to Mondovi, and there, there's a trailer sitting out in the middle of the field, that's the, the grounds headquarters, and within the month, we should have a, um, a loading dock set out there for, for when things start arriving, and, and that to be unloaded off the semis. And, uh, and we're looking June 
we should be starting to do some staking of, of where the tents and how everything's getting laid out. So, yeah, so things are progressing progressing along pretty fast. Well, the show will be Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, July 20th, 21st, and 22nd from uh, about 9 to 4. But there is a change in plans. You had expected to do some uh, longer hours on Wednesday. What's been the change there, Mike? With everything that kind of happened there, we, we decided to really put our focus on, on the main show, and we decided to go and scrap the, the original plan of having extended hours for Wednesday night. And kind of to replace that, uh, we're, we're working closely with the chamber and local restaurants there in, in the Eau Claire area to try to more or less give people that are coming to the show something more to do after the show in amongst Eau Claire and the surrounding area, um, whether it be restaurants or other business, uh, you know, businesses to explore. So that that way, um, you know, as you come, you can you can enjoy more more of what we have in in the Eau Claire area versus it, than just the show itself. We can uh, we've got a lot of a lot of nice dining areas, a lot of nice hotels, and other things to experience. But there will be some pretty good entertainment on the grounds, won't there? Yep, and that, I was just gonna say and. And the other thing is we've uh, we've actually have Chris Cruzy coming in, uh, and he's going to around the lunch t- hour there. He's going to give a performance for all three days, so that'll be kind of a that'll be a pretty neat experience there uh, to go with with Chris. And then w- along with that, we we are going to have a raffle drawing for the show, and that is one of the prizes is is a private concert with Chris within so many miles of Eau Claire for, I, I believe it's an hour or maybe an hour and a half. Changing it up, that's for sure. That's Mike Gintner. He is the chair of the Eau Claire County Farm Technology Days crew, talking to our own Bob Bosold. The dates again for that event, July 20th through the 22nd, literally just a sliver outside of Eau Claire at Hunsinger Farms as their headquarters. And, of course, we'll have more details on all the events as it gets a little bit closer to the summer. Markets this morning in overnight electronic trade are a little mixed. Boy, our dairy markets have been robust, and yesterday certainly no exception. Barrel cheese gained a half a cent at 158.5. 40-pound block cheese was up three-quarters of a cent at 180 and three-quarters. Double-A butter, three cents higher on Thursday to 184.5 per pound. In overnight electronic trade, May milk stands at 1940 a hundredweight. June milk down six right now at 1956. The December corn this morning is up almost three cents at four ninety seven. November beans down two and a half at twelve seventy in July wheat, currently two cents stronger, stands at six thirty two a bushel. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home? Receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, 
We mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. They come, but once a year, get ready to celebrate. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here for McFarland's in the heart of Sauk City, 780 Carolina Street, or online, McFarland's.net. I'm talking about Customer Appreciation Days, April 6th through the 10th, with specials going on every day in the store. Crazy good deals on things like Carhartt, Milwaukee Tools, and more. Find the details at McFarland's.net, or better yet, head to the store, 780 Carolina Street, right there in the heart of Sauk City. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride? You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's time again to visit with our friends from Compure Financial. Remember, they're all about agriculture and our rural life and ready to help. Compure.com. And boy, I'll tell you, talk about ready to help. That is what we're focused in on today. I'm welcoming in Karen Sheeler. She is the Senior Corporate Giving Specialist for Compure Financial. If you've been following on Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook or MidwestFarmReport.com, you saw that Compure Financial just announced another one of the support mechanisms that that they are putting in play to try to help our rural schools and the communities connected with them as they continue to battle through the pandemic. Karen, tell me a little bit about how this initiative got started in partnering with the Rural Schools Collaborative to present Rural Schools Innovation Grants. How did this all come about? Yeah, this is, you know, our fund board, you know, looked at how we were going to support our rural communities in 2021 um, after the support we gave in 2022 or in 2020 just to help our communities deal with the ongoing COVID pandemic. And, you know, we're all seeing that the pandemic is going to have some long legs and some lasting impacts. And one of the areas that our fund board really wanted to support was the rural schools knowing how important those schools are to our communities. And and many times they are the heart of the communities. And these schools across Illinois, Wisconsin, and Minnesota really rose to the challenge of COVID. And some of what they did was beyond just educating our youth. It was being that heart of the community. And so we wanted to help uh, reward those who had that creativity and innovation and commitment to serving their communities with this this one-time grant program. We're offering grants of up to $10,000 per school district um, across our territory just really to award those innovative ideas that really helped those schools serve their communities and, and turn, you know, the COVID pandemic into something positive. And, and good for the community. And we want to remind folks, every community is different. Every rural school district faces different challenges. So there's really not any much more guidelines than the application deadline. You're open to all kinds of suggestions, correct? Yeah, because we know that this was different, um, you know, for every school. Some of it was about technology. Some of that was about, you know, facing food insecurity. Some of it might just been 
how they change their mechanism for delivering education. I mean, just all across the board, and there's not, like, you're exactly right, Sam. There's not one thing I can put a finger on and say, this is exactly what it is. I mean, we are just looking for these really good, innovative, innovative projects and really trying to reward our schools, you know, for the good work that they did and encourage them and just be that good partner along the way. All right. Again, Karen Sheeler is along with a senior corporate giving specialist with Compure Financial. The grant applications for this uh, special rural schools innovation grant program is from now until May 15th. You can go to compure.com backslash giving back if you want to take a look at it. Now, I'm afraid there are going to be some school administrators or teachers or something like that, Karen, that are automatically going to say, wow, I'm going to write a grant for uh, a bunch of smart pads for kids that didn't have it in the pandemic, or I'm going to try to get a whiteboard, or I need a piece of software or something like that. Can you give them a little bit better guidance at really the impetus of what you're looking for as far as targets for these monies? Yeah, we're really looking at programming, not not necessarily kind of tangible items through this. Um, knowing that, you know, schools have done what they could with what they had and made it work, but really looking at those innovative programming ideas that are different. Um, and our partners at the Rural Schools Collaborative are an important part of this grant program as well, and they work with rural schools actually across the nation, even though they're, they're, their home base is here in, in Compeers territory. Um, so they've seen a lot of these good projects come in, and, and they've really said it's across the board. And we just feel really strongly that this is a great opportunity to support those schools, you know, tell them they did a good job, show them that we care, and encourage them into the future. What have you learned from the Rural Schools Collaborative? I mean, up until the time that Compere introduced me to the group, I didn't even know it existed. When you collaborate with them or talk to their director, what kind of, what kind of stories does he share? Yeah, they're, they're a really cool group that are really focused on um, getting programming to teachers in the rural schools, um, encouraging young uh, teachers or those who are, you know, want to become a teacher to consider those rural schools as a place for them to really make a difference and really give back to their communities. Um, they focus a lot on place-based place learning, a lot of hands-on education, all those good things that rural America is known for um, and, and really kind of turning that to make, you know, just make rural communities a great place to live, learn and work and play. So we talk about how important rural schools are to that community. Are you looking for maybe other partnerships that might be out there? Uh, schools that partnered with a church or a community center, something like that. I mean, I'm, I'm getting the sense that really, Compure is looking for the brightest ideas in how people came together during the pandemic to, uh, you know, like you said, get the most done in those rural areas. Yeah, absolutely. And those partnerships are also really critical, right? I mean, the more organizations that can come to bo- come together and pull that cart the same direction, the same way, put all their energy together. So, yes, any schools that were collaborating with their local organizations to get things done, uh, to, to really make a difference, uh, I think, is, is really critical to this, to just make, 
make our communities a better place and keep the good work going. So get your thinking caps on, folks. You have been uh, involved in this maybe more than you even wanted in light of the pandemic. Now take a look around. What good ideas in programming have you seen? What good ideas in programming do you have that need a little help moving forward? That's what Compure Financial is looking for. As Karen Sheeler pointed out, they are looking for rural school districts in their 144-county territory of Illinois, Minnesota, and Wisconsin to bring forward those suggestions. Grants will be given up to $10,000 per school district one time. A total of about $150,000 is available for the grant program. Are you are you thinking about any geographic guidance here, Karen, or Illinois, Minnesota, Wisconsin, or is it going to be the money goes to just the best ideas? We generally try with all of our grant programming to kind of keep it equal between our three states, uh, the three states within our territory. That's just one way. Um, and it's it's really important to compare. It's part of our business model. It's part of giving back. We want to support our communities on the local level first. Um, you know, those we see that all the time with our corporate giving. About 50% of our giving is, is making that impact on the local level. So that's really important to us. And we know that those local schools are, are local and in the heart of their communities. So that's why we wanted to support them in this effort. You know, when we get done with these grants and, and have sorted through everything, what will Compere be doing as far as follow-up here, Karen? I'd love to see some of the grant projects that receive the funding, and it might inspire other ideas for other rural schools. And, and that is what's great about the partnership with the Rural Schools Collaborative is they have that nationwide network. Um, and by partnering with them, they're going to get to see the outcomes of these grants and see all those good stories. And they're going to be an important part of talking about those ideas and talking about those successes and inspiring a whole nation of rural teachers to make a difference in their communities. Boy, get excited about this one, folks. Again, it's courtesy of Compure Financial Rural Schools Innovation Grants. Applications are open now through May 15th. Remember, what they're looking for are programming ideas that have helped your rural community schools be successful or that they will help you be successful. And I want to remind you again, this is not about hard goods. This is not about uh, getting more hot spots or anything like that. It is purely about programming that will advance our rural schools and, in turn, their communities. Up to $10,000 per school district for a one-time operation. 144 county territories, Illinois, Minnesota, and Wisconsin, that Compere is reaching out to with a total of $150,000 available. Grant applications now through May 15th. Find the details at compere.com backslash giving back. That good news, coming courtesy of our friend Karen Sheeler, Senior Corporate Giving Specialist with Compure Financial. Again, that website, compure.com backslash giving back, or contact your local Compure Financial officer, and they'll get you connected as well. Sign up for daily agriculture updates by joining our email 